Good morning and welcome to Talking Money. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host for today. So glad you're joining us. It's, it's always good to be here on Saturday morning to take your phone calls and pass on some information that I think, at least I hope, will help make your financial life a little easier and maybe keep you from doing something you shouldn't be doing. Can be just as important as making sure you do the right thing. So we've got some interesting things to talk about today. A little out of the norm from what we've usually talked about on a Saturday morning. And I've got a special guest with me today, Dan Grover. He's a senior private wealth advisor in the Charlotte, North Carolina office of Ronald Blue Trust. So he's my colleague up in Charlotte. And there are 16 offices around the country. He's uh, one of the closer ones there, probably the closest one in Charlotte. And so uh, let's welcome Dan and get him on the line here so we make sure he's still live and ready to go. Dan, you there with us? He's calling me from uh, Charlotte. Dan, you there? Yes, good, yes, good morning, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Oh, great to have you. So you are, uh, I, uh, I'll take um, another five minutes and go through all of your credentials, but I know you don't want me to do that. But you're CPA, no. CPA, personal financial specialist, a certified financial planner, a certified wealth strategist as well as a certified, maybe the most important one, certified kingdom advisor, which we both share that one. And and so you've been around the block a little bit and, and have had a lot of experience in a lot of different areas. And I know we could go into great detail on some very sophisticated tax planning techniques and estate planning and investments and all those kind of things, because I know you're well-versed in all that. But today we're going to be talking about something different, helping friends and family financially so how do you do it without hurting them? So I know that you've had some experience over the years of counseling clients and having had these kind of conversations with them as they ask, should I help? How much should I help? For what kind of purposes should I help? So we want to cover all those things today. But I know some people have the the wrong impression that this kind of conversation is just for those who have a lot of money. And you and I both, Dan, have had the experience where We've had multiple individuals over the years that may have been smaller clients, maybe just been people that we knew that didn't have a lot of money, but their adult children were still living with them, even though they were very capable and they weren't working. They were trying to, I don't know, find themselves or trying to to get their their new career started, their their new company started, and just not going well, and and they just really probably should be working for somebody else, but they don't do it. And these people keep giving them money, and we see their accounts. Go down, go down. We warn them. So, what's going to happen when this money is gone? Is your are your children going to be taking care of you? And they don't have, don't have the answer. They feel like they are trapped and don't know what to do. And then on the other side, you do have wealthier people, and not wealthy in the sense of having millions and millions, but you know you, you're well off and you've got enough for yourself, and you give money to the children and or family and you're just enabling them and they they even though you don't want them to go through the same kind of hardships maybe you went through so you make it easier for them and i i certainly understand that but you've got to be careful how you do it and why you do it so setting the stage for that so we'll ask the first question there dan is oh no chris i got to mention first of all because at least half probably half the listeners in the upstate anyway and probably many of those who listen on this podcast, because you can listen to this on WGTK 94.5. You can get the app and listen to it live anytime you want to, every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. Or you can go to TalkingMoneyRadio.com and pick up the uh, former recordings of that as well. So a lot of ways you can get to uh, listen to Talking Money. 
So, but you're a Clemson guy, so people are going to be happy around here that you that you <laughs> finished right. Clemson. You got your master's in accountancy at Clemson, and uh, and so you've you've got some upstate roots. Yes, I do. Yeah, thank you so much for setting that up, Mike. And uh, you know, doing this work that we do, um, it's just been uh, surprising how much we talk to clients and and friends about these issues, about helping people out, helping friends and family out financially. And you think that a check would just be the answer to everything, but it really isn't. And so how do you do that, um, you know, and not jeopardize your own goals, like you said, um, but also not short-circuit things that need to happen in our friends' and family's lives? Yeah, and yeah. so, you know, this has come up so much. You know, we, we've sort of had a framework that, that, that I'd like to work through with you today that really analyzes, you know, why do we do it, when do we do it, and how do we do it? You know, so that's what I'd like to share um, a little bit about today. Okay, yeah, I was going to say let's we'll back up and we get we're breaking up just a little bit. I know you're on a landline up there, so it shouldn't be a cell phone problem. So hopefully we'll get you through loud and clearly here. But uh, th- that's the first question you've got: Why should you even consider helping a friend or a family member financially? Why should you even consider it? Yeah, well, I I personally feel that uh, you know we're blessed to be a blessing. And so, you know, we've really been uh, blessed given everything we have by God, and he expects us to be generous and willing to share and to really hold everything with an open hand. And so, um, you know, we need to have that attitude that we're looking for opportunities to help out, you know, sort of freely and cheerfully. Um, But, you know, like I said, we need to be careful, too, that not every problem needs a check. You know, so we have to we have to keep that in mind. Well, that can certainly be just the easy way. You write a check and you forget about it. So I've done my duty. I check that off. That check that box and then move on to the to the the next thing. When when that certainly may not be the best thing to do. So let's talk about some some when. So when would you start uh, doing that? So what kind of questions should you ask yourself to say, okay, I want to make sure we pass these hurdles before I even think about trying to help somebody out financially. Yeah, exactly. There are really three questions you need to think about personally. So the first one's pretty obvious, but are you are you enabling or are you helping the situation um, as you think about it? You know, because your friend or family member may be in need um, because of you know laziness, or they're just you know making matters worse. Uh, they're not making good decisions, or are there factors outside their control? So that's really the first one. Are you helping or enabling? So some of the things that might be out of their control, you know, they get they get fired from their job, they get sick, they get there's many things that could happen to somebody. Say, so, why? Well, yes, I really want to help you through this. What should be and hopefully is a temporary time of need, and so that that means okay, I didn't do that. It wasn't my decision. I wasn't uh, negligent. I wasn't lazy. That just happened. But, but we've all seen that happen where somebody they they don't say they're lazy. Uh, it can be, and I've seen this happen multiple times, where somebody is trying to start a you know web design business or, or some some business like right, that right. that just takes time to do, and they say, well, I just need help to like to like get these done. But then when you look at their business plan, if you even have one, even if it's something rough that they can tell you in person that what I'm planning on doing, you find out, well, this is really not for you. And and the the best thing for them is to tell them. Stop doing this. You're not going to be successful at this because you just don't have the right acumen, the right drive, whatever it is to do this. You need just to work for somebody else. But some people use that as a 
I think is a crutch to say, well, no, I'm I'm starting my business, so uh, my my parents are helping me out. I don't mind taking that money from them because eventually I'll be successful. So there's a lot of different areas that that uh, come into play with this kind of decision. They, they do, and and so the easy ones are where it's obvious that you know due to circumstances they couldn't control. Um, you can you just clearly see that this is something that really they just are a temporary need. But the harder ones are really where there's a factor. You know, our good friend Larry Burkett, uh, listened to for years, um, you know, he always said that money is just an outside indicator of what, what's really going on in your heart or what, what's really the fundamental issue. And so that's where we've got to begin to examine, you know, are, is there something that they really need, uh, you know, from a character standpoint to develop um, better self-control over spending or things like that. So okay. before you just jump in and write a check, we need to really think about are we helping or enabling. All right, we're going to unpack this a whole lot. And I'm going to ask you, Dan, I don't know if you're on a headset or not, but you're starting to break up some. But if you okay. are on a headset, let's get off the headset and get on the handset so we can uh, make sure we're not getting any interference from that. We'll be back with uh, the second part of Talking Money in just a few minutes. Ronald Blue Trust is pleased to sponsor Talking Money. Ronald Blue Trust is a company with a vision to see individuals and families practicing biblical stewardship and experiencing freedom from economic fear, bondage, and conflict. They want their clients and their families to enjoy debt-free living, free to answer the call to ministry or whatever their passion is, feeling at peace with their investments and the way they are being professionally managed to help accomplish their financial objectives so they can focus on other aspects of their lives and help clients make wise financial decisions, live generously, and leave a lasting legacy. As a trust company, Ronald Blue Trust Advisors come alongside the next generation to help transfer your values and help you leave your lasting legacy. If you're a business owner, the Business Consulting Division can help you define your company's culture and, very importantly, then help convey that culture to the next generation of leaders in your company. Find out more about Ronald Blue Trust at ronblue.com or 1-800-588-7526. That's one 800 5887526. Now back to talking money. You're listening to Mike Miller. This is Talking Money and also my special guest Dan Grover who's a CPA and personal financial specialist and CFP and a bunch of other things that makes him really qualified to talk about a lot of different uh, subjects. But today we're talking about financial assistance to others. And, and, Dan, we know this is not a new thing. This has been going on for a long time. So on the piece that um, that we get a lot of this information from and use it as a guide, uh, we are uh, so glad to offer this to our listeners. It's a piece that's entitled Financial Assistance to Others. And it's a PDF, and we'll be glad to send that to you. Just send me an email to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com, Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com, and just put something like financial assistance or something like that in the the subject line, and we will be glad to send this PDF to you. It's got some information toward the back. Dan and I, you know, we were talking about that earlier, about how some of this is in graph graphic form, and it's hard to to describe over the radio. It's not like we've got a way to, to show this while we are where our... Uh, talking about it. Uh, so, Dan, I, I, I want to read this one quote that's on that piece that goes back to Abraham Lincoln. So, President Abraham Lincoln. So, this tells you how long this has been an issue. It's been, I guess, as long as there's been money around, it's been an issue. He said, You are now in need of some ready money. And what I propose is that you shall go to work, tooth and nail, for someone who will give you money for it. 
Now, if you will do this, you will soon be out of debt. And what is better, you will have a habit that will keep you from getting in debt again. But if I should now clear you out, next year you will be just as deep in as ever. You say you would almost give your place in heaven for 70 or $80. Then you value your place in heaven very cheaply, for I'm sure you can get the 70 or $80 for four or five months' work. Of course, we're talking about a whole different uh, time frame, and that was a lot of money yeah. back then, right, Dan? Still, still uh, has a lot of wisdom, though, for us today. Yeah, um, yeah. And that really, uh, you know, gets into this aspect that we're referring to on this uh, subject is, you know, helping friends and family financially without hurting them. And how do you do that? And that that uh, quote right there really reflects something that we try and do as we we help people uh, to make those decisions in terms of. Um, looking at really four areas when you're when you're thinking of a friend and family that that has a need, um, and so one way we do that is first we 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 look through their their sort of financial situation and um, we we say are, are they on a budget? Do they make good decisions? Do they avoid the use of debt? Um, are they open to counsel? You know, so we walk through and look at that. We'll look at work ethic, wisdom, and character. Each of those areas and begin to assess. What sort of profile do they have? And that really guides our response. You know, so on the work ethic, you know, do they tend to um, uh, see work as character building, you know, with its discipline of showing up, being ready, um, see that as a purposeful thing that they need to do? You know, we're really called to work. Um, do they also, um, are they open to wisdom? Do, do they Do they listen to others? Do they have a humble spirit? Um, do they make prudent decisions about their career? Um, do they apply wisdom to their marriage relationships? You know, that's important. And then lastly, really character. You know, do they accept responsibility for their actions? And are they, um, you know, uh, taking responsibility for um, what, what the situation they're in? And if they're doing all of those, then that really guides the type of response. And so sure. this thing that Mike and I are talking about that we'll offer, you know, if you'll email in, um, really helps you frame how, you know, each situation by these four characteristics. And that can determine is the, is the response we're going to give uh, joyful and that this person is doing great. You know, they're able to, um, you know, you can clearly see that they're, they've got, you know, a good handle on their money. They have a decent work ethic. They, t- they li- listen to counsel. They have good character, and so you you would just you know be glad to give them a check and that and 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 be very excited about that or, or a loan, um, and you might be um, willing to even forgive that loan if you can, um, or be very generous about the terms. So yeah, that would be yeah. a joyful response. So yeah. so mm-hmm. a lot of these things you're talking about would be great. I mean, it helps prevent potentially the need of somebody needing a handout because they're lazy or have a, a fantasy about something or just not uh, not doing the things they should be doing. They're making poor decisions. And so that's great. We'll talk even some more about that as we go along. But we, I want to take you back to the to, to the win. So we talked about the why. We're a blessing. Sure. We want to, you know, we've got uh, a, a way to help people, but not every problem needs a check. So when do you do that? We talked about are you helping? Are you enabling them? Are they making the right decisions? Why do they need the money? And then because uh, we know that their assistance, your assistance, you're giving them money could short circuit their character development, really, as you had just referred to. So perhaps, though, maybe you're too close to the situation. Exactly. You know, we have uh, friends or, or clients that we're working with that, um, 
you know, because of the emotion of, of the relationship, um, it's very difficult for them to be able to step back and look at really what's going on. And so it's so helpful to actually ask someone else. Um, you know, I, I even do that, you know, in our situation, you know, we've been able to ask our advisor, um, you know, should we help our, our child out with a car? Should, you know, it's very, it can get really emotional, with, with especially some baggage maybe from some things in the past. And so, um, you know, it's great to be able to, 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 you know, kind of assess, am I too close to the situation to make a good choice? And if so, who, who could I bring in, you know, to help me? Uh, an advisor, a, a, a person from church, or something like that to uh, share the situation with. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So another uh, reason somebody may not want to, they may be greedy themselves. Uh, and this was interesting when I when I looked at that question. Uh, it, it made it reminded me. My wife and I were watching a Hallmark movie the other night. Uh, yes, I do. I watch Hallmark with uh, with my wife. So we we uh, were watching this movie, and it was about a. A widow, recent widow, her husband was killed in Afghanistan on a mission, and so she was left with the one child. And she had a mother-in-law that she didn't get along with, and the mother-in-law would come in and make uh, snide comments about the either the living conditions or this child needs more food in the refrigerator, in the cupboards, whatever. She'd make these things. Well, it was pretty obvious, that at least they made it look obvious, that this mother-in-law appeared to be a successful business person. It appeared to be doing pretty well. So in in this instance, it looked like, okay, was she just being greedy? She didn't want to give any money? Why was she not helping her daughter-in-law with her? And ultimately, it's to help the granddaughter. Uh, so she wanted to make sure that the granddaughter was taken care of. Uh, but and many times we've seen clients do that, where they say, well, I just don't want my my grandkids to live in and where they're living. So I'm going to help them get a better place. And I don't see any problem with that. If you're doing it for the right reason, we've seen people that have helped uh, clients, even that have helped their children by paying off their debt. Instead of just giving them money so they don't know what they're going to do with it, they help them reduce their, their debt, which long-term can, can help them financially with their cash flow and that kind of thing. But especially paying down debt of a, of a house where it doesn't, you don't see an immediate reduction in your payment because it's just a, going to be a shorter number of years, not not uh, less each month that you're going to have to pay. Uh, so what about how does greed come in there? How, how do we need to be responsible or responsive to that particular part of w- well, when we're going to give or not give? Yeah, I mean, I, I think just um, our, our, our human nature is inclined just to think of ourselves, and we live in a world that, you know, is just focused on, on just ourselves. And so we need to be careful that um, – when when an opportunity comes up that we're open to it, that we're excited about helping people, and so especially a friend or a family member, um, you know that's that that's just like I said at the very beginning. You know we're blessed to be a blessing, um, and you know a lot of times we're, we're we also want to do this because we want to um, encourage good behavior. So we'll we'll see a, a client with um, some children that are starting out, and they see them making a lot of right choices. That's another area where you might want to step in and, and contribute to their situation uh, to make it um, to, to make it better, you know, by by uh, providing some furniture or something like that out of the blue, uh, giving a gift that really would make a difference to a young family, or or paying for a maid for a young family. Something like that can be, uh, you know, a great opportunity to step in and, and uh, share. 
Yeah, even if it's a one-time thing for the maid, like, okay, we know uh, this that your child has these you know, three, four, five, whatever children. What a big help that would be to say, okay, I'm going to hire somebody. They're going to come in and do a deep clean. Just clean everything in your house. You guys go take the afternoon to go to the park, and we're going to take care of this for you. And even if you help do it yourself, I mean, that's still a gift that you can give. It doesn't require any money per se, but you can really help them a lot. Now, sometimes they don't want you coming in to clean the house because they want you staying away from and I don't want you to see what all's going on in here, but that is uh, is a possibility. Okay, so just a reminder: so we're we have a a free uh, PDF uh, white paper that we would be glad to send to you. It's entitled "Financial Assistance to Others," and it will review a lot of the things that Dan and I are talking about today. And the way to get that PDF is to send an email to me at Mike at talkingmoneyradio.com. Mike at talkingmoneyradio.com. We'll continue our conversation with with Dan Grover from our Charlotte uh, Ronald Blue Trust office as we get back from this short break. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host for Talking Money. I'm pleased to have Ronald Blue Trust sponsor Talking Money to help educate listeners about financial planning so you have the information needed to help you make more informed and hopefully better decisions. When a Ronald Blue Trust advisor meets with prospective clients, their goal is to determine if any of our services are a good fit for them. They don't sell any products like annuities or life insurance, and as a fiduciary, work to serve your best interest. Perhaps you just need a financial physical from the Everyday Steward Division without any ongoing monitoring, or you're about to retire and need to work with the Private Wealth Division to map out a financial path and then help implement and continuously monitor that plan. Ronald Blue Trust advisors act like your quarterback, coordinating the advice you receive from your accountant, your state attorney, life insurance agent, and in some instances, even your investment advisor. You can learn more about Ronald Blue Trust at ronblue.com or 1-800-588-7526. That's 1-800-588-7526. Now back to Talking Money. And welcome back to Talking Money. This is Certified Financial Planner Mike Miller, your host for today. My special guest today, Dan Grover. He is uh, the one of the senior private wealth advisors in the Charlotte office of Ronald Blue Trust, one of 16 offices around the country. Greenville is another one. So Dan is right there in Charlotte to work with folks to help them meet their financial goals and help them plan out a strategy to, to improve, hopefully improve their financial lives. But we're, today we're talking about helping your friends and family financially because we can help you financially so that you can help maybe somebody else and be the blessing to somebody. So we've talked about the why. We talked about the when, Dan. So we say, okay, maybe once we've gotten that far and we know why, we feel comfortable that we should be doing it, and we know when we should do it, doing it, we feel like it's a good situation where somebody we're not enabling somebody, we're not doing it just because they're lazy. Uh, so there's there are different uh, ways for to how how do you how do you go about doing this? So let's uh, make some comments about that for our listeners today. Yeah, thanks, Mike. That's really where this um, guide that Mike's uh, offered uh, for you to get, if you want. Uh, is so helpful because let's just take a common example that we're hearing a lot, you know, with uh, the situation with the um, virus and the, the the economy with a lot of unemployed people. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, friends and uh, clients even have children that are trying to launch. You know, they they were trying to get out of school and get out on their own, but um, you know, the question is, how much help do you continue to give them? And so, if we take a situation like that. 
and apply this guideline. That's what I'd like to do, just kind of walk us through that real quick. And, um, you know, so uh, a lot of times you'll, you'll, you'll hear a friend or somebody come up and just say, look, you know, should we keep paying these bills uh, for our, our, our child to do this, this, and this, our adult child, um, to pay for their car, their cell phone, and all these sort of things? And yet they they're they're really struggling to to really be on their own, and so that's where you can take these uh, four sort of uh, areas and see how they're doing. Or you know, first of all, you just take the financial area: is is the child responsible with money? You know, or do they do they you know eat out all the time? Do they tend to uh, have you know sort of lack of self control with a credit card? You know that sort of thing. Um, you know, or, or do they have a level of confidence? If they do, then then that makes you want to continue to help them. Uh, you know, in their situation until they can find some sort of a job or something that would help them get out on their own. And then you look at work ethic. You know, are they trying to do everything they need to do to get a job? You know, or were they willing to take a job that's maybe beneath them? Um, you know, that um, you know just to get started to to. Um, you know, uh, just serve and uh, and and uh, you know show they're willing to make some tough choices. Yeah, make some money. Then, at least be doing something to to help yeah, with their situation. Absolutely, right. sure, absolutely. Um, because if you just give them money, you're just delaying what needs to happen. You know, that's where the check really becomes the problem. And um, so you really have to be. And this is what's hard about being a parent is knowing when when money really hurts. You know, if you just keep doing this, it's almost like going back to Abraham Lincoln. Uh, you know his quote. They're just going to delay what really needs to happen to to really um, uh, get that self-esteem from working um, and being open to uh, to character uh, you know comments and feedback and being responsible and accountable. You know, so we we assess how they're doing in these four areas, and, um, and then once once um, you've done that, um, you know, if they're if they're good in all four. Then, like I said earlier, then you could have a joyful response, whether it's a loan or a, a gift outright, that you you pay the bill. You know, you pay the you, you pay it outright. You keep paying it um, with no strings attached, and um, you know you celebrate that. Hey, look, I see you doing well in all these four areas, and I'm I'm excited to help you. But if they're not good in in you know some of these areas, sort of a cautionary response is needed, where we're going to have some strings attached. You know that they may need to, uh, you know, meet with someone. Maybe go through a, a financial or Peace University or something like that. You require that they do, um, and so we temper the expectations and proceed cautiously. Um, and um, you know, if it's a loan, um, you know, we have a reasonable interest rate we're charging, and, but you know, um, you expect them to pay it, and you, you, but you stand ready to forgive it if they if they really do well. So you document and communicate that clearly. Um, then the last one is really where we get most of the uh, you know questions, and that's where they're really not doing well in, in, in maybe uh, several areas, um, and so we need to be really reluctant about how we go about helping them. Uh, we we want a lot, you know, we have a lot of strings, and uh, you know, let's say they're not good uh, with 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 money, and they're struggling in the work work ethic then um, that's when we're going to have to say we might just pay a bill directly. We don't even give them the money. Uh, we might use a gift card instead of giving them cash. Um, you know, things like that to be very careful. And we don't really have a lot of expectation because we really want them to address these underlying, underlining uh, 
character areas. Right, right. So, you, know, you mentioned the, um, the type of response being you can give them a joyful response or you maybe cautionary with some strings attached or you're very reluctant. And that's the response you're talking about, the person who is giving the money. But I think you also need to consider what kind of response is the person who is getting the financial assistance giving back to you. Because I know of situations where people, if they, if the child thinks that the parent is so well off that I deserve this money, and it's, uh, it's no skin off your back to give me this money, so you know it's no sacrifice, and you give me this money, and they feel like they're entitled to it, as opposed to being joyful, no matter how much it is or how much the parents are worth, they still feel like okay, I appreciate. You helping me out because you didn't have to help me out. I think that can be part of your response. It helps you give a more joyful response to giving them, not just helping that one time, but perhaps being more willing to help down the road if you get that kind of response. When you say that has some that has some um, part of this response, yeah, that's really going back to some of the character. If, if we're getting feedback that they're just in, feeling entitled to it or they're not appreciative of it then that's a sign that they they really don't see it the right way and they really need to learn, you know, to be more um, independent themselves. And so that's where, uh, you know, it's tough, but you need to withhold, even if that makes their life more difficult. Um, and so you really have to be careful that you're not hurting uh, and delaying some, you know, character development in, in, in the receiver's uh, life. Yeah, so before we go to this last break, uh, let's talk just a little bit about how how you should give it. So what are your thoughts on giving it just outright or as a loan? And the scripture is is pretty clear about not charging a fellow believer interest. So, you know, how do you how do you relate because some people say no, I I think part of the the character building is I need to charge them interest. So, how how do you what are some things you should consider giving it outright versus loaning them the money? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's uh, based on the need, but um, you know, the in terms of giving outright, um, you know, again, if we're if we're more reluctant, then we're going to just maybe pay the bill and come. We're not even going to put the money in the person's hand, you know. So that's 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 probably what we're doing there. You know, loans um, are you know probably because it might be that you can't afford to just give this money. Uh, to the person completely, you actually do need it back, and so we do need to structure it that way. You know, as far as the interest goes, um, you know, I, I think it's a good teaching tool that um, you know they need to learn uh, this this uh, process uh, that the, there's a value in money and time value of money. Um, you know, but it needs to be structured realistically so that um, you know they can actually make the payments and it works. Um, another idea to help out, you know, it doesn't even in terms of we're talking about a gift outright or a loan. Another thing you can do to help out is uh, we have a lot of uh, clients that might uh, pay for someone to, to meet with, a, 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 you know, another party to work out their finances, you know, to right. have a, either a financial right. plan done. Um, something like that can be a huge blessing um, that, that really solves a lot more of the problem long term than just, you know, uh, either an outright you know, gift of money or a loan. Yeah, perhaps even meeting with somebody from Crown Ministries or somebody like that. They don't charge, and they can help somebody work up budgets. And it's, it's a detached person, so you're not concerned about them. Uh, maybe even sharing back to you because you want to keep those arm lengths, and you don't want to get into the that much of the nitty gritty details of your child's finances. But you you know somebody needs to. So getting that third party, whether it's a, you pay for a financial advisor, which gets you more professional help, or you, you use somebody like Crown Ministries to to provide that. 
kind of service. Both those can can help you a lot. So, all right. So we're talking to Dan Grover about uh, helping friends and family financially with without hurting them. And we have a piece called Financial Assistance to Others. It's uh, I don't know how many pages it is. It's a number of pages here that has a lot of great information in it. We'd be glad to send that to you for free. It's a PDF form, so it's easy to follow. It's got some charts, graphs. It's got some decision-making guides in it that, that we can't share really over the radio because it's hard to share a, a guide like that over the radio. That if you'll send an email to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com, Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com, all one word, no spaces, in there, just that'll get to me. Just say financial assistance or financial or PDF you offer today, whatever. Something that lets us know that's what you want, and we will send that back to you. Of course, you can always ask questions at the same place, the same way. Email at mike at talkingmoneyradio dot com or go to talkingmoneyradio dot com and 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 find the place there. It says to ask Mike a question, and you can send it through that website as well. So, in, in the last part of the Talking Money Hour today, we'll be talking some about some of the technical considerations and maybe some specific circumstances that may require a a gift or a loan that we think are legitimate reasons to help somebody like that. So we'll be We'll be back with the rest of Talking Money and to continue this conversation after this break. Ronald Blue Trust is pleased to sponsor Talking Money. Ronald Blue Trust is a company with a vision to see individuals and families practicing biblical stewardship and experiencing freedom from economic fear, bondage, and conflict. They want their clients and their families to enjoy debt-free living, free to answer the call to ministry or whatever their passion is, feeling at peace with their investments and the way they are being professionally managed to help accomplish their financial objectives, so they can focus on other aspects of their lives and help clients make wise financial decisions, live generously, and leave a lasting legacy. As a trust company, Ronald Blue Trust Advisors come alongside the next generation to help transfer your values and help you leave your lasting legacy. If you're a business owner, the Business Consulting Division can help you define your company's culture and, very importantly, then help convey that culture to the next generation of leaders in your company. Find out more about Ronald Blue Trust at ronblue.com or 1-800-588-7526. That's 1-800-588-7526. Now back to Talking Money. Talking about helping friends and family without hurting them. My special guest, Dan Grover, CPA, CFP, PFS. CWS, CKA, and that's all the time we'll take to describe all that. But well-versed in many financial planning topics, but we're talking about this very important, a little different topic for Talking Monday today as we talk about these kinds of things. If you missed this or want to hear it again, or you have some other topic you want to learn more about, go to TalkingMoneyRadio.com, and you'll see the archives there of of all the different many of the most of the talking money broadcasts that we've done we've recorded we've got them categorized by topic then you can listen to them on your your as a as a podcast on whatever device you have anywhere you want and hopefully learn some great financial information that's going to help make you a a better financial person for your life and so but talking about friends and family we've talked about the why we talked about when should you do it we've talked a lot about how you should do it and we've talked about um, the kind of response that that they give you the kind of work ethic that they have what kind of response do you give are you joyful happy about giving that to them what kind of response are they they the giving back to you um, and then do you do it outright do you do it by loan so we covered most of those subjects. If you missed those, there again, go back to talkingmoneyradio.com, and we'll post this uh, sometime this week, and you'll get it. If you want a copy of this 
the white paper that we have that's that's uh, about all these issues we're talking about, financial assistance to others, send that email to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com, Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com, and we will forward that PDF to you. No charge and no follow-up. I'm not going to hound you and, and try to get you to come in to be a client. That's not what I'm doing. But I would uh, love for you to share this. If, if you need it for yourself, your your own children, or maybe your grandchildren, or you have friends that may need it, uh, we'd be happy to share that with you. All right, so uh, Dan Grover, my guest here today, with the last the few minutes we've got left, we got about uh, ten minutes. Uh, so maybe you have a few technical considerations people need to think about. Then, of course, we've got specific circumstances that that people may need help in. There's no right answer to them, but we may want to cover some of those uh, pros and cons. Yeah, just real quick, you know, as you go to help out a friend or a family member, you do need to keep in mind there is a gift. Uh, uh, amount that you need to be careful that if you go over, you you probably need to seek out some professional assistance. But if you're going to give more than $15,000 to someone, um, then you're going to need to probably talk to uh, a CPA or you can call uh, uh, one of our offices and see see about getting some help about doing gifting on that level. You know, you, you may have a situation where, uh, you know, a child's doing great and you've been blessed and you really want to help them out. You see them doing a lot of good things and you want to incent that. And so, you know, making a gift of um, of cash, um, each person. So, if you have a parent, you know, each each parent could give fifteen thousand dollars to uh, a child. So that'd be a total of thirty per per child. And if they're married, you know, you could transfer a total of sixty. You know, from two parents to a married child. Right. right. Um, you know, so keep that in mind. Um, you have to do a gift tax return, perhaps, if you go over that amount. So just for um, just every per calendar yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Yep, per calendar year. And the other thing to keep in mind is if you make a loan, um, let's say you want to, you know, instead of them getting a mortgage or something like that, you're going to loan them money. Um, you know, the IRS uh, w- requires that you do charge them a minimum uh, amount of interest, something called the applicable federal rate. So if you're going to do a loan like that, you probably do need to get some help uh, either from a lawyer or something like that, drawing up a, a document and uh, making sure that you're charging uh, the interest you need to charge um, so that uh, you're not uh, uh, considering making a gift you didn't intend by right. by giving an right. interest-free loan. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Dan, also explain, because people get confused about this. I give $15,000. I'm, I'm giving this away. Uh, can I tax deduct it? Or And, and do the people who get it have to claim it as an income? Explain that just to make sure we're, everybody's clear on that. Yeah, there's no... Um, there's no uh, deduction, you know, giving money to individuals, um, and and conversely, that you know, the individual receives it doesn't have to pick it up in income. Right. So the the only thing you're potentially saving, and it's harder to do that these days with the the estate tax limitations so high, would be reducing your estate by that amount, and that therefore, when you pass on, it's not going to be in your estate because you've already passed it on as a gift. Prior to your death, so and and that's that we've got subjects on that before because because when we're talking about giving money away, you want to be careful how you do that because uh, cash is really good. If you give away appreciated assets, then and especially if you want to have that tax paid for by the child in a lower tax bracket, that's a way to do that. But but when you die, you get stuff at the basis. So there's a lot of different intricacies. And planning that needs to be done, making those gifts. But if you're just talking about giving fifteen thousand, thirty thousand, up to sixty thousand, as you said, per couple that that might be a, a spouse and a, a son-in-law or daughter-in-law, 
then that's that's not an issue there. So yeah, a lot of technical things you have to be careful with, but only if he gets above that mount. And and wouldn't the listeners be glad to have that kind of problem? I've got somebody who wants to give me more than fifteen thousand dollars. I'll figure it out somehow to make sure I can I can take care of the tax problem because this is free money to me, and uh, that's that's a, a a great thing. It can be a real blessing to people. Uh, anything else on technical side? I think that's probably good for now. I'd like to move next and talk about um, one particular specific You're breaking up again a little bit, Dan. I'm sorry. I'd like to move next to uh, one specific circumstance in the giving area, and that's really uh, something you wouldn't think of, of initially. But if you're making a gift to bless your child or bless a family, um, you have to really consider what that might do because a lot of parents will want to help their children, you know, purchase a home, for example, Mike. And, um, you know, what they're, what they're, if they're not careful doing, they end up letting them get into a neighborhood in a situation where there's going to be pressure, lifestyle pressure to keep up with the Joneses. And if they really don't, you know, have that type of income, they're, they're going to be bumping into that a lot when their neighbor gets a new car, their, their neighbor's children are going to camps that they can't send their kids to without the parents or grandparents helping out even more. Um, and so you really need to consider, you know, that you're not helping them, you know, make get pressure to make, uh, financially to make more um, mistakes, maybe get more in debt than they need to and that type of thing. That comes up a lot. Yeah, a lot of people mm-hmm. get into those bigger homes. And the, the parents help them get in there, even if they get it on their own. They just they get the bigger house, but then they don't think about uh, I've got to furnish the house, and it's gonna there are gonna be more places. And there's the peer pressure again when I'm gonna have people come over. Well, I'm not gonna invite anybody over because I've got several rooms that are empty because I couldn't afford to to put anything in them. And then you have the extra the higher real estate taxes in that home because it's larger. You have the higher utility expenses, the higher cost of upkeep. There's a lot of things in there that, yeah, you need to consider all that before you just say, okay, I helped you get into this house. Make sure it still fits in their overall financial plan for sure. I agree. Yeah, another area that's um, a specific um, thing to think about is a way to really help out with um, low risk of harm, uh, perhaps is to help save, help a you know a, a child, an adult child or a family, uh, with you know saving for their their uh, their child or grandchild's college education, um, you know because you want them to continue to to, to themselves the young couple to uh, you know spend less than they earn and save as well, but that's a nice gift for a, a grandparent, for example, to be able to put into a, a, the the future scholar plan down there in South Carolina is fantastic. You know that they could give you know um, up to fifteen thousand dollars per per uh, grandparent to put into uh, their their grandchild's college education. And the, the reason I like that, Mike, so much in, in regard to our topic is it really um, doesn't affect it doesn't have that lifestyle risk that we're enabling these um, young adult parents uh, to get in over their head. You know, they, granted. They, they, granted, they, they, they probably don't have to cut out from their budget, you know, savings for their own children's college because grandparents are helping them out, but it's less of a, an issue. So that's one area where we really like to encourage if, if they can, um, you know, that's a great way to help yeah, out without yeah. doing harm. Okay, so we're about end of our time today, Dan. It comes very quickly every Saturday morning about this time. So next uh, Saturday, Dan's going to join me again. We'll make sure we get a better phone connection, but we're going to be talking about raising money smart kids. Of course, of course, how you can help keep this from being a problem of giving the money to begin with, right, Dan? Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so we're, we'll hopefully head this off of the pass by uh, raising children that uh, know how to handle money well. Yeah, and we have some other uh, things we'll wrap up here on even talking about this particular subject as we get back together again next week. But, of course, if you've got uh, questions, you can send them to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. That's also how you would get a copy of this but uh, this white paper that we're talking about that we want to help you with getting your financial assistance to others piece. So if you want that piece, PDF, uh, we'll be glad to send that to you, Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. Of course, if you have any questions that you think we can help you with, we'd love to, to work with you and see if we can help that number, 800-588-7526. Give us a call. Have a great week. We'll see you next week for the next edition of Talking Money. Though I'm an employee of Ronald Blue Trust, Talking Money represents my individual views and not those of my employer or any sponsor of the program. During the program, I may discuss market trends as well as specific financial planning techniques and investment ideas. These discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations to any individual or organization. Work with your attorney or accounting or investment professional for specific individual advice and services. Any securities or investment products discussed on Talking Money are not insured by the FDIC, are not a deposit or other obligation of or guaranteed by any bank, and are subject to investment risk, including possible loss of principal amount invested.